Blog Talk Radio. Again, I'm my ass off due to the weather change. Look, Bray Wyatt has had a past, you know, with WWE. It's not that he has not succeeded, it's that he has not succeeded. And, well, It's like the saying goes, if at first you don't succeed, get up and dust yourself off and try again. It's frustrating because some people invest their time in, you know, bitching and moaning about the fact that he didn't go over. My thing is, you build a character in professional wrestling, you you, you gear him towards, you know, okay, we're going to build you, build you, build you. I'm just going to dive right into the subject, man. It said that the chairman of WWE was laughing. Does he know something we don't? But he never jumped to conclusion about what the boss thinks and what he doesn't, okay? It's his company. He goes in a completely different direction. Well, I'm going to point something out. If I'm not employed by a company, why am I bitching? I'm not saying I'm part of WWE, but when you're a fan or you have been around this business for 20 plus years and you've seen the Monday Night Wars, you have seen the wins now, the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW. One begins to wonder how many times is it going to take WWE to realize you can't screw over the fans. 
He sold out the arena with 17,560 seats. Let's just leave that number there because I possibly, most likely, I'm going to be wrong and someone's going to correct me. I really, at this point, don't give two flying fucks what people have to say that I want my money back. They don't give refunds. You pay the money. You can say whatever you want on this thing we call Blog Talk or Podbean or SoundCloud or whatever, wherever your platform is. I'm not beating around the fucking bush. It makes me angry that you you have a character that is worthy of a championship belt. Granted, he was sick and he had to, you know, you get surgery because of his injury. So he came back from injury. You repackage him. You put all this work in. And for what? He goes into work. He's on time. What? He missed a certain amount of time. So we're going old school. We're going to punish him. Is that it? I don't know. It seems that uh, you have to look at both sides, I guess, in this, in this aspect. Fuck. What? I mean, I'm so mad. You know, the emotion that people were given, it's not all sunshine and daisies. If you're trying to send a message symbolically saying, I can fuck him up too out of fear, that that is, you know, fucking the fiend up with a sledgehammer and sharing hands like, oh my God. And he was not moving. Okay, his mask is like, not trying to dispel certain things, but like, it honestly makes me mad. That this has happened with The Undertaker. Didn't really care, but I mean, Bray Wyatt, that should have been the passing of the torch in some people's eyes with The Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. John Cena, it took a minute for him to release, you know, just let go because it was getting fucking frustrating, hella frustrating. He's very loyal. He works really hard for what he did. However, some may say, well, he's had a history of not putting people over. You don't fucking know what choice he has because, well, in in the era that John Cena came from, it was, I get to take pictures with kitties that have cancer and and people that are less fortunate than himself. So the image that he had to uphold during that era, so if if he would have lost the championship several times instead of won it 15, 16 times, I'm just going to point out. Oh, man. I'm yada just thinking about that bullshit. Never in the history of WWE has this happened to someone. Are we forgetting Bret Hart? Are we forgetting certain individuals that helped spark the Monday Night War? You work hard for a company. You show up on time. You do what's asked of you. I'm going to say it. Some people are really fucking stubborn and don't really want any kind of room to, you know, grow, to learn from. So you do damage control by putting a celebrity in line. Okay, Cain Velasquez on Friday Night SmackDown Live. 
The Rock was awesome. His presence on SmackDown Live was pretty cool. But it's the same theme. What has WWE always had that other companies kind of lack? That's, you know, celebrity star power. So you bring in Rousey last year. And by three, month three, month four, some fans like her, some fans don't. I'll just come out right and say it. Sometimes it gets annoying to watch a certain individual grow and gain the fans' respect. And then how the company perceives him and you know portrays him is like, well, it's time to move on. Sometimes your judgment calls are a little bit skewed. I agree with what Jim Ross said on his podcast. You know, when he was sitting there with Jim Cornette about the streak of The Undertaker not being touched, he should have ridden off into the sunset because you realize that amount of wins cannot be duplicated. At WrestleMania, that's like winning 21 Super Bowls and he's 21 to know. And then Lesnar comes and destroys that record. He was hurting, he was injured, so he picked Roman Reigns. To blemish his record twice. That's one area fans are a bit pissed off about because that's like your hero in your westerns that you watch on TV. Are you really going to want to see your hero shot to death? At the end of a duel? No, because he's the fucker that's supposed to win the fucking thing. Not every everybody, not everyone can win. I understand that. Boy, this started off the rails uncensored fairly quickly, didn't it? Tuesday report, you know, tomorrow night, um, Wednesday night's NXT. I'm sorry, I'm going to go off tangent just a little bit, folks, to take a breather. You're going... You see Adam Cole, who is going to be a number one contendership match between Ciampa and Balor, or will it be another triple threat match at War Games? Might be interesting to see a triple threat match. Uh, Shayna Baszler, she keeps avoid. She keeps avoiding Candice LeRae. No, she beat Candice. Come on. Candace's chopped liver compared to uh, Rhea Ripley or Piper Niven or anybody that comes in contact against Shayna Baszler. Shayna just keeps defending and winning, so predictable. You know, I don't fucking... Look, you have to have somebody represent the women's division as a bad guy, and Shayna just kind of fits that perfect profile. Now, back to the subject at hand. And I've never done this before. Yes, I have. Tonight, folks, we're going to have a little bit, you know, a 48-minute not tirade, but pointings. Uh, it's going to be a 48 minute of my observations and opinion on what happened at Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Why? It's not overkill. It's called because it's in the title, The Wyatt Conundrum Repraise. So, 
for those of you who have young children listening to this shit, I suggest you plug their ears with a lot of cotton. Warning, suggestive or explicit language during Off the Rails and Censored. Off the Rails and Censored is a copyrighted and licensed copyrighted uh, podcast of thereof. March 7, 2016, Off the Rails and Censored was coined in phrase. Any reproduction or likeness or usage of Off the Rails Uncensored, any likeness of the title, you will be fined $45 or sued in court or subpoenaed to show up in court and get sued there. Anyways, I do not own the road right to Glasgow Cross. Nikki Cross's theme, All Rights Reserved, WW Incorporated, 2019. Oh, wait, buckle up. Get inside. Yeah. Get inside my head if you dare. I'm going back to consistency, folks. Three shows a week, damn it. Or is it to get... circle, folks, about Bray Wyatt and The Fiend versus Seth Rollins. You get the feeling that when you watch WWE now, some of the things that people can just tid and point out is, oh, well, why did they call a disqualification in the middle of the ring? Are you trying to say that you want to recreate the Montreal Screwjob, like, in a disguised manner, is that why you're laughing? Ha, ha, ha. I'm the, I'm the mastermind. I'm pulling strings. Sir, with all due respect, you know, what was your intention of doing that to the scene? Because Seth Rollins is not defending his championship at Crown Jewel. Latest, he might defend it as at, you know, uh, tables, ladders, and chairs, and may not even be against the Fiend. For all we know, it could be against Tyson Fury. A part of me feels, dude, that just watching you do things, it's like, are you really thinking things all the way through? Are you doing this to make all of us upset because we didn't choose your homegrown guy? Like Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. Even though Strowman was a part of NXT briefly. (laughs) A lot of question marks go up 
when it comes to the booking process or the the ideology behind what you just did, well, the fiend, you know, like the moment the fiend sets up and then you know the mandible claw and restart the fucking match and then all of a sudden boom boom boom, he wins the championship. So okay, so a guy that has a lot of tattoos isn't the issue. Is it a guy that? doesn't fit the company image of what you would like to be champion. I mean, I, there's a lot of question that comes to comes up because a friend of mine canceled his subscription. They offered him two free months. I don't think that offer is going to stand. You guys are barely going to have enough viewers to stay on network TV. No, I don't think that statement rings true. It'll be... Once shit starts hitting the fan, I think Hunter should help run the show. No disrespect, because look what he look at the accomplishment he had with NXT. Some may say that's too much of a, a task for Triple H, and some may revert back to what CM Punk said during his pipe bomb promo. Well, he's not too far off, is he? Do I have everyone's attention now? He said. Might be, you know, the point where you run it into the ground to the point where your doofus son-in-law runs the runs the show. I don't think Triple H is a doofus. I think that if circumstances were different, would Helena still have turned out differently? I don't know. It just it's frustrating as hell to watch on your TV when you're sitting at home saying. All right, you know, this company did great on Friday Night SmackDown Live with The Rock's appearance, Hogan, Flair, you name it. Every star came out to see the new and improved SmackDown Live on Fox. And then on Sunday, you have this train wreck where the women were the highlights. That's not the issue. It was the fact that the main event of the show was, again, you know, Seth Rollins and... He seems to be the center focus of attention. I don't have any problems with Seth. I just really feel irritated that this is the fourth situation, or fifth if you count, with Bray Wyatt that has ended in disaster for him. He only held the championship, you know, when he won it off Randy Orton for three months. Is that the problem? No, then what is the fucking problem? Somebody needs to tell the front office or creative that if you keep doing this shit, you're going to lose majority of your viewership. And that will hurt the paycheck only just a little because there will still be loyal fans that tune in on Wednesdays or Mondays and Wednesdays because Raw, NXT are now floating about on NXT, you know, on USA Network. There's a lot of end results that have pissed fans off, like at SummerSlam in 2017 with Braun Strowman and Lesnar. They're saying that Strowman wasn't ready because of attendance. I get it from that aspect. You want a champion that's responsible, and you want somebody that could represent your company as best as it can be represented. And Seth Rollins is a part of a lot of make-a-wishes and this, that, the other, but again, what really fucking irks me is the disqualification ending. 
since when did Hell in a Cell become a place where we could revisit the memories of Brett the Hitman Hart or certain other superstars that have been screwed? Wait, he might be the only one to date that we remember. But not only the, the Brett the Hitman Hart comparison, but okay, if that's the case, let's go back in time. And to 1997, where the very first Hell in a Cell occurred, was Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. The Undertaker had Shawn Michaels dead to rights. There was no getting up from Tombstone. You know, Shawn Michaels was a bloody crimson mess. And all of a sudden, you see Pyro. When Kane comes down the aisle, should the match have ended in disqualification? I mean, it's so irritating. Some officials said they saw Vince laughing, as if to say, well, he's laughing because there's fans chanting AEW and we want refunds. Maybe that's the part he was laughing about because he said, well, I fooled you. I got all your money. Ha ha. Again, that's a surefire way to... And a long-lasting relationship that you had with fans for 20-plus years. I used professional wrestling as my escape, as my way of letting go of all the bullshit that goes on around me, all the stress from work, all, everything. And you're destroying that. So we have options. I guess AEW is an option. For those of us who are getting to the breaking point of just finding something that makes us happy. And some of you may say, well, why use professional wrestling as therapy? Okay, so I have what many of the people, millions of people fucking claim because it all becomes a dick pissing contest when it comes to saying what disability you have. So I have social anxiety disorder, bipolar manic. I have ADHD. I'm pretty sure that when I watch professional wrestling, I'm not looking for what fancy shit, you know, you can do in the ring. I'm looking for if you tell us a story that makes it, it there's a payoff and it makes sense. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. There was, you know, t- probably like Nine to ten curb stomps. And he, the fiend kicked out at one. And it's ridiculous. I feel like if you truly want to grasp the message that WWE is sending, interpret on your own terms. That's basically what it boils it's boiled down to now. People will still watch the shit, even though they say, I'm gonna cancel it, I'm gonna cancel it. Well they say even with Tyson Fury it's not as good as AEW. AEW's been around for a year and they've added a friend well, I consider her a friend. She told me that AEW looks fun. 
because it reminds her of old WCW, old ECW, and slightly a touch of TNA. And she hasn't even watched professional wrestling in ages. So, does one person's opinion, should it change the whole rest of the world about WWE? What it should do is enlighten you or empower you to say, I have options because I'm sick and tired of going through the same shindig of, okay, damage control... Fix the shit that was broken or shouldn't be broken or however you want to word it. It's getting to that breaking point again. And some say I'm crazy for sticking with WWE. Well, I'd like to report on two things instead of just one. Why, you may ask? Because if you watch one product, you're bound to watch the other. Now I have wrestling to watch, but it makes me mad when someone laughs at the situation that is so fucked up. It is beyond fucked. If you look at what has gone down the past three decades of WWE... They got lucky cycles to where certain people from WCW had had enough of the bullshit, and they went to Vince's company. When there was no more names in the hat for ECW, people started doing independent shows because they needed money. Some people are oblivious to their surroundings with fans. And what's truly sad is people will sit there and watch their sets and say, well, this was, you know, maybe it was a good message. I find myself saying what Louis Black said on his comedy set on Black on Broadway, or no, it was Red, White, and Screwed, where he said, fuck, I don't have enough breadcrumbs for the drive home. That's how how bad that whole situation was when they reported Vince laughing at the crowd. Like, honestly, folks, there is a question or questions. Like, mainly, what the fuck, why... Why would you do that to your own fan base? Supports you, loves you, cheers for you, boos you. He's gotten, like I said, he's gotten a lot of lucky breaks. And we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification on this lovely Tuesday crisp fall night in Brooklyn.
All right, folks. As I was saying, I hope to God I didn't have that on mute the whole time, but you know what? Here's what I've got to say. If there's long drag to fill you all in, what I've been saying is, how is it that one result changed the complexion of wrestling forever? No. It's like, ah, ha, ha, you're going to talk about it, you're going to blog about it, you're going to just basically make sure that you talk about what I did to the fans. People were throwing shit and it was seen on Twitter. Maybe it wasn't real. How I fucking care. But Sacramento had over 17,000 plus watching Hell in a Cell intently because this was the moment that WWE had one of many. So further along his career, is it not just about more than one person? Because I heard the saying at a Monster Factory camp, if you think that you're the whole business, they're just going to move on. You're just another spoke on the wheel. They can find somebody to replace you, as said more metaphorical spoke. Bray Wyatt may have been sick or he had issues. And I don't know why Crown Jewel, well, okay, it's their biggest payout. Is that why he's laughing? Because Crown Jewel is his biggest payoff of the year. It helps com- it helps the company resurface themselves, you know, helps pay the debts. I fucking care. I'm just beyond flabbergasted is how someone laughs at a crowd because, well, their starters, we're not in his position. We don't make the decisions when it comes to final say. We haven't been around for four plus decades like he has. But this, you know what, dude? Or sir, with all due respect, you know, you've accomplished a lot. You've also... Whew... There's a lot that can be said about Mr. Rand. You've also had a lot of moments in which you piggybacked off of someone's idea, Howard Finkel. The Beatles have Beatlemania. Why don't we have WrestleMania? Did Howard Finkel get a cut for coining the phrase? It's all about putting it into fruition. It's all about execution and the business mode of things, which I will not get into because here's what I'm going to say. If business was so important to you, you would have gained more business. Even if he held the title for a measly three to four weeks. So Oscar gets back into the title frame before Bray Wyatt. Do I have an issue with that? No. What I do have an issue with is, you know, the transition of Oscar and Kyrie saying they're supposed to be baby faces. They weren't doing anything. What really makes me laugh is the fucking fact that uh, Asuka and Kyrie do a much better job of healing it up than Bailey ever could. Wow, and Bliss and Cross are still together as a tag team. Anyways, I get sidetracked, folks, but here goes. If you really want my opinion about what 
transpired on Sunday at Hell in a Cell in Sacramento, California. I I just feel like there are certain people in this world that are, are deserving of a championship. They are deserving, in my eyes, they would be, you know, game changers. Not just uh, Bray Wyatt or uh, Braun Strowman. And imagine if there was a world where Finn Balor was universal champion. Imagine a world where Balor defends it against, you know, Braun Strowman or or a Lesnar. We're living in a world, a world full of Goliaths where, okay, this is not a little man's world. This is my world. Especially the part, folks, where there's just there's no rhyme or reason for as to why the championship should be centered around the same two people, Lesnar and Rollins. I'm just trying to figure that out. Like, how does one not pay attention to what's been going on, you know, with fans chanting, get these hands, or they're saying, yowie, wowie. It just, it, it really, it really just is mind-boggling. How does one, I mean, how do you not pay attention to the fans' reactions in the crowd? How do you not know that the fans are saying, hey, I really, I really like, or I really dislike. Well, they like Bray Wyatt. They like Braun Strowman. And not just him, Ben Bauer, Robert Roode, AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler. The list goes on and on of guys that are championship material, but they're just accepting the roles that they're in, you know, because Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler are tag team champions. Uh, Braun Strowman has yet to win a championship. I mean, he won a battle royal. That's the only strap that I've seen him wear. But, I mean, it's it's ridiculous because it's like, okay, so why wouldn't you choose a guy that – Stepped up to the plate and said, "I'll be, I'll be the guy. I'll be the guy to carry the company, and I'll do the best I can to be at the make wishes." It's ridiculous. I just don't. I don't get it. Sorry, folks, I have a bit of a cold, but I don't understand not just the outcome, but that's like setting up Sting to fail against Hogan. Not quite the magnitude, but the same fucking concept. Oh, so Seth can't lose the championship. Okay, we've only seen him lose it to... Lesnar, 
and they play hot potato with that ta- uh, championship. There's no wild card that can say, okay, yes, it's my turn to win the championship. No. Look at the crowd reaction. Base it off the crowd. They're cheering him because he's something they haven't seen before. But oh no, the curse of familiarity in WWE has to loom, you know, loom its ugly head as far as, you know, the creative staff goes, because they're like, Well, I don't know why you're roping us into this. This is very ludicrous. No, it's not ludicrous because you have people who are out of touch with the crowd. And really, at this point, there was so much damage control done on Monday Night Raw. It wasn't bad. You know, you had a great match with Lacey Evans and Natalia. Stop watching the uh, shows. But canceling the network really might hurt the pockets because i got to do my research, folks, to see just how many people canceled their subscriptions from WWE. They offered Two months free to my best friend who canceled his subscription because we gave you chances like, you know, a person who's abusive towards his girlfriend or however many people are abusive or, you know, how people treat their loved ones. It doesn't matter. If you're going to treat us like a doormat, then no. The answer is no. I've been subscribed to the network, I believe. Let me just do this math here. Okay, so the network launched February 24th, 2014. I have been subscribed for five years. You want to know what I think of WWE Network? I think it's great to relive the past. But the present? Yeah, then, now, forever? Ooh, okay, NXT is kind of helping that along. Main roster has gotten better from the blue brand. Monday Night Raw is like a roller coaster. Up, down, up, down. Main roster pay-per-views versus takeovers. I still would take takeovers. I will definitely go for AEW when it comes to pay-per-view quality and giving the fans what they want and building something instead of just, oh, guess what, you know? This group of people is going to all of a sudden turn heel, and it's a last-minute change. These last-minute changes are irking my nerves. Because how are we supposed to, you know, adapt to the changes you give us? Not everything is for sure. I get it. But when you talk about the theme and these build-up for what happened, that Hell in a Cell was just, Reassurance that this is complete bullshit and it never should have happened at all. Plain and fucking simple. 
I can't express to you how many times I've watched a match in WWE history where I felt, okay, well, this match could have gone differently. I haven't felt this frustrated since, you know, there's continuous wins of John Cena winning it. So now, instead of Kofi Kingston being the poster child, they're making Seth Rollins the poster child, whatever. The referee said his real name. To cement the moment, to go, oh, we got him now. The laughter after the fact that people were chanting for refunds and getting us now. We're not some string you can pull like you did in the 80s and the 90s and today. I sound like a fucking radio station, but wrestling now is so different from if you watch the indies and you watch all the way from the indies to the big levels. Just a lot of a lot of stuff to process and a lot of disappointment. Disappointment in the fact that WWE hardly ever gives what we ask for. Oh, yeah, you give it to us on live shows. So what, are you turning into the old WCW? As far as you say, you know, you're going to give the fans exactly what we want, and that only applies to live shows or house shows. We say, well, you should be grateful for what we're giving you. I have been to... Nine WrestleManias. I've been through been to several NXT takeovers. I was at the first NXT takeover at Barclays. Does this entitle my opinion more? No. It just tells you I've been through good and I've been through bad, and now we're right at the stage of ugly. Change your shit. Otherwise, people are gonna just fucking get up, take their shit, and fucking burn it, leave, and never come back. Is it too extreme? Is it a bad? Is it a bit extravagant? Probably. I mean, some fans have said they'll never come back, and yet they watch the fucking programming. You're lucky in that regard. In the sense that WWE, let me just take a look, see, folks. I want to take a look at WWE Raw, Raw ratings compared to SmackDown Live because you know me. Oh no 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 no. October 7, 2019. <sighs> Good Lord. NFL keeps ahead of WWE Raw. Okay. They got a 3.9 rating for the Cleveland Browns and San Francisco 49ers. And this, folks, is because three hours has to keep up with, you know, it says Sports Center 12 and rounded out ESPN's hold on top by top three by sending from 1.0 to 1.2. Okay? I want to see... Okay, further down. Monday Night Raw found itself in fifth place as it tumbled from a peak score of 0.9 to 0.8. It did still manage to keep ahead of 90 days, Beyonce on TLC, however, which maintained the 0.7 it previously collapsed to. On VH1 Live on Hip Hop told a similar story remaining at the 0.6 it recently fell to while Bravo's Below Deck debuted at a new season 0.1 one tenth of a point lower. So I cannot low look. USA WWE 2443 that is 0.8. By nine 
is at 2,330. They dropped 113. They still kept it at 0 0.8. And then the final hour, they maintained, and they dropped a tenth of a percent. That's not terrible, so you say, but that's still, folks, that, that's a lot of 130 people, 113 It's just, I have to use this analogy. It's like the Chiefs winning the division every year. That shit gets old in the AFC West because I'm a Raiders fan, and I'm not biased. It'd be nice to see the silver and black win the division just this once to shove it, you know, to the commissioner who obviously is not in favor of our team whatsoever. But, I digress, if we're going to talk about quality that produces ratings, WWE's ratings in the past, they were averaging over 10 million viewers. And that wasn't, you know, that's because the content they were producing, the story between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince, or the story between Stone Cold and The Rock, or Triple H, or The Undertaker, or Shawn Michaels, or D-Generation X. That's when WWE was really pushing numbers. It's not just about pushing numbers. It's about, okay, what story are you going to tell this week? Oh, man, this story was great. What story are you going to tell next week? That's the type of shit that wrestling fans were accustomed to back in the day. But now, now, my snowflakes, we as wrestling fans are watching a demise and also a bit of some, you know, some person who's in denial that, oh, yes, I got him right where I want him. So does that mean you're going to give the Fiend the championship and say screw you to those who didn't jump on the bandwagon when I had you by a string? What strings are you pulling, dude? Because it's obviously some kind of reaction, and you're laughing at AEW. You don't think they'll last that long? I don't think people realize oh, there are periods in professional wrestling where you get mad, you get angry, you want to throw something at your fucking TV, but you don't want to damage it because it's a nice little fucking flat screen. Well, I got a newsflash for you. I got a newsflash. Not only is it hella frustrating that The result was a DQ. But when in the hell ever at Hell in a Cell did a Hell in a Cell match end in a disqualification? That's my thing. I, you know, he didn't win the championship, okay? So that sets him up for an opportunity to win it down the road. If he did win the championship, however, we'd still be buzzing about it, but it'd be a little bit more positive than what we're, we as wrestling fans are relaying or portraying or projecting right now. So let's say, well, this happens, you know, Seth Rollins. This is the Seth Rollins that you cheered for once upon a time is my thing. So wrestling, it's just very quick fandom. It's very fickle, as Daniel Bryan once you know, said on the show on SmackDown Live. 
you cheer someone one week, then you boo them the next, that's, you know, it's a very, it's a very astute observation because how do you please a wrestling crowd now? Just how do you make sure that they're entertained? How do you make sure that they're not trying to uh, screw you over as far as, you know, well, we'll like you this week. We're going to boo you the next. Seth is a very good entertainer. I'm just, it bogs my mind how he is been very, you know, much the one, aside from him, Roman Reigns, Ambrose isn't there anymore, so all three members of the Shield have won that championship. Um, and if you want to talk about Universal. Seth Rollins, Robert Roode, Seth, you know, not Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler. Um, guys that are from NXT. You notice how championships kind of elude them, or if they get a championship, it's a meaningless title. The United States Championship seems to be keen for guys that are formerly of, well, TNA or Impact or guys that came from companies that not folded up that they're no longer heard of, like WCW or ECW. It's just amazing to me how Bray Wyatt came back and it was the promos, the vignettes, the crazy episodes of Firefly Fire, or, you know, the Firefly Fun House. It's crazy to me how, you know, they had that whole setup between, you know, repackaging him and they said, well, maybe it's just the message they were trying to send. What fucking message and where? Could you email all the fans saying we're going to screw you sideways? We're not even going to give you a second thought? Why even tune into the network and then the matches are placed all kinds of weird? Like, okay, I get it. Sasha Becky for the curtain jerk. And then for, you know, your second match, your filler matches, Chad Gable and, and Boren Corbin. Chad Gable was the one that was projecting ideas to Vince because Vince really didn't believe in the dude in the first place. Again, we are living, and I'll say it again, we are living in a world full of Goliaths. Ones that are not tiny at all. And not, you know, they don't seem like the underdog, although Seth was considered the underdog versus the Fiend because the Fiend had literally terrorized him this whole time. And yet the Fiend comes up short. Like it's supposed to make Seth Rollins this mega superhero. This is not a comic book. This is professional wrestling. Some of you may view professional wrestling as a comic book with your heroes, your villains, your protagonists, your antagonists, whatever. It just it bugs me that some companies like WWE, they say we're different, we're unique, we're a different brand. That's right, you have different brands. It's called the Black and Gold NXT. 205 Live is moved to Fridays. I think, I know that's another thing, that you guys should have disbanded that show completely and just shifted all those guys to NXT. There's not going to be an influx. I mean, they could use them. That's just my opinion of that. But back to Bray Wyatt, you know, his entire career, folks, you've seen 
the progression of guys that he's faced off with and had feuds with and how quickly they die because one, he either has injury, one, he's sick. What, you know, he's won the world heavyweight championship a few times, the universal championship yet to win. I just don't agree with the fact that they fucking use a dis- or disqualification, even after the fact that he got up and used the mandible claw. I mean, this guy loves to be a crowd pleaser, and there's nothing wrong with that. There is, however, something wrong with the way that they've been doing things with his character lately, and that is you constantly shuffle his ass around, Braze, that is, and you put him in a precarious position where he's just like, I don't know, I just work here. Because the GIF on Twitter basically showcased Bray Wyatt's emotion after the fact that he wasn't, you know, to be a champion. After the whole dramatic that hits him in the head, you know, a steel chair in, in Bray's hands, he's not moving for a little bit. Then all of a sudden, they do the shit they've done on live shows where. You know, Seth gets a mandible claw, then you hear the creepy music, and then the fiend disappears. I think that's the crock of shit. They're like, oh, we manipulated them. We got them right where we want them. No, you have a lot of lost subscriptions. And like I said, no disrespect, but you have got to step down, and you've heard a lot of fans tell you this, but maybe perhaps if you let your son-in-law run the show, it might flow a little differently. Oh, and please fire some of the creative staff because they're very out of touch with the fucking crowd. The crowd does not want to see six men tag and certain tag team matchups that have nothing to do with the hell in a cell. And by the way, hell in a cell, you know, I was very impressed, you know, with Sasha and Becky and how they set the tone. Sasha using out, you know, basically wearing out the fucking kendo stick. And, and two, You've got to take into account that there really was a showcase, and that was the women's matches. Bailey and Charlotte kind of lacked a few things. But what I will point out to you is there's good, bad, ugly, and different, and it really is frustrating that I have to point out the ugly because I don't like to be negative about something that I love. It's not me. I used to, you know, when I talk to people, they're like, oh, how's, you know, the professional wrestling thing going? And then I tell them, and nobody will pay attention because it's all negative. So maybe if I say, well, the guy I wanted to win, he didn't win because I think they've got plans for him. What plans? Where? And if you did that, you know, the way you did so at Hell in a Cell and you expect to keep viewership on the network instead of having a lot of cancellations how about your first three months free and then you get charged nine dollars and 99 cents because i would like to tell people if you go into watching something that you've never seen before and you just turn it on you're missing out on how sometimes Pay-per-views can be really good, and other times pay-per-views, specifically Hell in a Cell, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, they're not really geared towards entertaining us. They're more or less pushing t-shirt sales and 
What numbers help boost the company? Ticket sales, blah, 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 are up. That's good that ticket sales are up, but the proof is in the pudding when you actually, yeah, proof that your company is actually giving a damn is when you give the fans what we would like to see instead of what your perspective is. It's a two-way fucking street in this world. So, in other words, I didn't care if the Cena won the championship and he held it for, like I said, three to four weeks, almost a month, two and a half months. That was the time frame that was with Randy, with Bray, and also the time frame with John Cena. Actually, Cena told the world that he had put Bray completely over. You know, it was his idea to put him over. That's fine. You know, you do it because you know you're on your way to Hollywood. That's great, dude. No, you know, Mazel Tov, you finally let someone else hold the strap because you know that if you were to give full effort, if you were to stay with the company further, John Cena would be like a 21-time champion. If you think I'm lying... Just take a look at the history of the company when it was uh, around his era, so-called PG era. Ambrose had just as many Make-A-Wish grants, you know, and, of course, the most publicized Cena, Seth Rollins, and his buddy Roman Reigns wasn't advertised. Bray Wyatt, you know, he... And it was a scary face, maybe intimidating, but in real life, dude, he's a real genuine guy. Sometimes nice guy, the saying is nice guys finish last. Eventually, Bray win a championship. I don't know when I'm like 44. <laughs> when somebody passes away, it's just like Al Davis from the Oakland Raiders. God rest your soul, man. But there's some aspects of Al Davis that were so bad. That made me cringe as a Raiders fan because, you know, sometimes I would make great decisions and sometimes he would make very bad ones. But what I'm trying to get at, folks, is you cannot, and I repeat, you cannot dictate the audience's emotions based on the fact that you're trying to pull a string and the fact that you laugh about it afterwards. Like, hey, Ha ha, I got the fans to react how I wanted them to. So you wanted to hear AEW and we want refunds. I mean, I would like to just point out, I've watched pay-per-views where I've had to calm down my friend and say, hey, you know, maybe it'll get better. Maybe I should just tell a human, maybe you should just watch you on Wednesday nights because... Monday Night Raw needs to shrink down to two hours. Might actually get more viewership. And also, come up with something different. I've said it multiple times. Come up with a different segment other than Miz TV. I think it's great that people imitate him. Uh, No one in my area. Miz is great, but shouldn't he be going after a championship bigger than any intercontinental or United States? I don't do fucking booking, but I'm just going to tell you. The Fiend was deserving of winning a championship because they built him up to the point where he looked unstoppable. They showed what he can do with that mandible claw. 
And voila, you had a new character born. You had a new character that gave light gave light to the meaning different. And all of a sudden, you know, everything you think would not be different. But I'm sorry, folks, with a stammer. But you know what? I get stuttered in the middle of the night. So I thought I saw someone in my neighborhood. My apologies. Back inside the safety of my own Jesus Christ, Brooklyn's kind of creepy. And, of course, as I say, that police in the neighborhood. Long story short, I believe when you give someone a chance to build their character, develop it, harness it, really make people believe in you, and everyone believes, because Wyatt has the believability factor, and he has one of the main things of professional wrestling that's taught to you is if you believe in your character, then people will believe in what you're trying to advertise. And in doing so, does that make make that one factor for him being coming a WWE Universal Champion? Well, they say fundamentals are part of everything, right? Sometimes we may not understand the outcome of certain things or outcomes of certain things, but you know what? In the end, maybe there's some kind of a good waiting process. I don't know. I'm out of words, folks. I got to sleep, you know, wake up in the morning for what I like to call it, a morning job. Anyways, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches. I got to sleep. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The
Just